This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast of Practical Shepherding. And I'm joined once again with Jim Sebastio. Hey, Jim. Hello, brother. We, we made it, finally. You, you all don't know. We've been... Uh, we kind of got in a bit of a laughing fit, and this is like take seven just to get through the beginning stuff. So, a little we peek, do a, yeah, we can do a, bro- a blooper reel, a little peek behind the curtain, or a blooper so, reel. That's right. So, uh, we're going to jump into topic, and we're going to talk to Jim about something coming up in his life that we've been asked by several people to talk about. So, we're going to get to that in a minute. But uh, before we do that, just want to encourage you to go to practicalshepherding.com. You can access all of our uh, content on the webpage, including other podcasts that we have done over 100 episodes now, uh, articles, and even video content now that we've produced that goes with the 52-week field guide. There's also a donate page you can go and help us financially, and that would be a great help for those who would feel led to financially give to the ministry as we expand. Uh, There's also a, a contact page, and you can reach out to us if there's a way for us to be able to be helpful to you in any way, including, Jim, that's the place they can recommend podcast topics they want us to tackle. Yes, please do. Or as well as on social media, you can reach us through Twitter and Facebook and those kinds of things. And just write us and say, hey, will you will you tackle this topic and we'll do what we can to to try to get there. This, however, is, is our last recording session that we are going to have for a little while because Jim is leaving on his very first sabbatical ever. And there's a lot to talk about around this because as many of you know, Jim has been uh, a pastor for over 30 years. He's been preaching 40 years, and this is his first sabbatical. So needless to say, many of us who know and love him and known him a long time would say this is way overdue, but excited that he's going to be taking this. But there's a lot of questions around sabbaticals as of late. With the pandemic and everything that's happened, mm. Jim, with that, there, we, I, I'm noticing we're getting more questions about extended rest and yeah. what does that mean? And so I think that's a big part of it as many pastors are leaving the ministry, they're quitting, it's it's getting too much to bear. So this is a timely conversation, I think, we need to have. But set up first for us, just, just biblically, the, this idea of, of rest, this idea of our humanity having limits and those kind of things before we dig into your sabbatical. Yeah, I think it's something we've talked about a number of times and even fairly recently. It's, it's built into our humanity that we need rest. You know, I... Uh, wherever anybody wants to come down upon, you know, the issue of the Sabbath, you know, or a Sabbath, a Sabbath rest, uh, even, uh, you know, a perfect man and a perfect relationship with God and a perfect place, uh, the commandment to rest one day in seven was given uh, to Adam. Uh And, And if you take that as a principle, and Jesus in talking about, you know, the Sabbath said, the Sabbath was made for man. And that is that God built in as a gift for man uh, an opportunity so, or commandment, as it was originally given, to take one day in seven, at least one day in seven. So that that you, you have that you have that you have our Lord saying to his disciples, uh, you know, come aside and rest for a while. And this is you know following a, a busy time of ministry. I think you can also this is not doctrine, but it is example of Elijah and how God dealt with Elijah after a time of intense ministry and then weariness, fear, and really, I mean, you would call it, you know, to a degree, a breakdown that he was having, wanting to die, etc., uh, just feeling his whole ministry was a failure. And what the Lord did for him before he addressed him and sent him back into ministry was give him extended rest away from anything, sleep, fed him, drink, 
mm-hmm. providing for it. You know, God provided all of that, but but built into that was a long time to rest. Right, uh, and then He addressed His His spirit and His humanity, and then you know, you know sent Him back into ministry. Uh, but that you know, you 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 find the as we talked about in a previous podcast, Brian, that we have this treasure in earthen vessels, right, right. And, and so there is both a statement of this treasure generally a treasure is worth more than the vessel it's put into mm-hmm. and that's the that's the case with, with in, in our humanity but there's also built into that this jars of clay aspect this earthen vessel something that's relatively inexpensive that's fragile it's easily breakable it's generally easily re- you know, replaceable all of those things come into that picture but there's that idea of frailty something frail something precious is put into something frail. And we made the argument, Brian, that if you do ministry right, at some point you're going to come to, you're going to say, who can do this? Who's sufficient for this? Mm-hmm. And if you've never asked that question, you're either living in a, just a, an, an incredible ministry bubble for a time, or maybe you're not doing it right. Yeah. Uh, but if you do it right and, and you try to love people and serve people, you're going to come to the end of yourself and there, I think, Brian, that there are times when the regular built-in pattern of rest, a weekly time off, uh, and then your regular vacation, Vacations, just it, right. it just isn't enough. Uh, and something more may, may, may it's not, uh, not, not commanded, but it may need to be done. Yeah. And so that's, I think, what we, that's really what we're getting at as we come to this matter of, of sabbatic. We've talked about vacations in the past. We have. Um, I want to clarify, just just not assuming everybody knows the context of what we're talking about. So a sabbatical is an extended time off away from the normal rigors of ministry. It's different than a vacation time. It's different than day off, right? So we're 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 def- we want to define this first. This is. Um, oh, what are you looking at? As- I, I, I'm looking at a letter I sent to my congregation. Oh, okay, great. And it, it began with, what is a sabbatical? All right, and well, I say, it. here is an answer written by my friend, Brian Croft. Oh, you're citing. Brian, can you're, I, can I quote you? Look, can I footnote you? Please do. Actually, I originally just wrote it and claimed it as my own. No, I didn't really. Um, <laughs> That's what we're about on here. Oh, we already, about, we already did you know? the one on plagiarism. So. <laughs> we did. That's true. The intention of a pastoral sabbatical, so as opposed to, you know, you're, often you hear about sabbaticals and things like academic circles, a yep. professor, somebody takes a sabbatical. If you're British, don't you get like 10 weeks off every summer or I something? I think you do. Yeah, so, yeah. I think you do. So, uh, the intention of a pastoral sabbatical is to provide a time of rest, renewal, and refreshment of the pastor's soul and his family with longevity of ministry in mind. Mm-hmm. The pastoral sabbatical includes deliberate efforts for the pastor to grow, learn, mature, and excel all the more in his ministry upon his return. The pastoral sabbatical is distinct from vacation time. When the pastor uses vacation time, he is not expected to fulfill ministry obligations. However, during the pastoral sabbatical, the pastor is charged to engage in devotional, theological, pastoral, and personal reflection and renewal. Mm. Boy, Brian, you're like talking like, yeah, man, that's really I just, good. I'm glad you brought that. There's you're no like, way I could have remembered all, like all of those guy. <laughs> Who's the brilliant guy who said that? Oh, man. So, so that, but that, no, that's, that's a, that is a fair definition of what we're talking about here, but just wanting to distinct, just be distinct from vacation time, I think is big, but it's, it's, so it's not vacation, but it's intentional rest. 
Yeah, so I mean, there's, there, there's going right, to be elements in it that will look like that's right vacation. Well, and the the question I always ask, so I went on sabbatical, uh, what was it, you know, probably close to eight years ago was my first sabbatical that I had at the 10-year mark at our church. And I remember the, the one of the big challenges was how do you explain to the guy who's worked at a factory for for 30 years and has had two weeks of vacation every year mm-hmm. since, how do you explain to him the need for a sabbatical? So I know how I explain, ended up explaining that. Did, did you resolve on how to explain it to your congregation who would ask that question? Uh, so why am I taking a sabbatical? Can I, can I, I'll go on and just read a little bit what I wrote to Let's my church. Yeah, can go, go ahead and get into that. Yeah. All right, two major reasons. Uh, the first is that my fellow elders and, certain f- uh, and a certain friend within the church and also friends outside the church have encouraged me to do so. I actually realized I wrote that poorly, and I tried to correct it as I said that. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, Read I it wrong. I need That's an it, editor anyway. Uh, I determined um, to listen to the counsel of my fellow elders and friends. It's not wise to ignore godly counsel, especially when it comes from those who love you, and I have resisted this for some time. The second reason was the health issues which surfaced over the past few years. I've labored for the church for 31 years without any substantial break, and I believe that this has contributed in part to my health issues. Mm-hmm. So that was part of it. That's good. And, and, and Brian, I'm going to add one other thing here, is that there has been a degree of mental fatigue that I think has accumulated that has resulted in a loss of resiliency hmm. and... Um, I'm going to try to think how to how to put this. The, there have been certain things that have been like when, when a more difficult issue comes up, I have found myself shrinking from dealing with that in a way that I never have before. Instead of saying like, yep, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to make the call. I'm yep. going to set up the meeting. Yep. It's sitting there thinking, please, one of the re- others of you do this or, oh, no, I don't want to have to deal with this. And I still deal with it. I mean, I steal myself and talk to myself and grab myself by the lapel and make myself do that. I didn't have to do that in the past. I I find I regularly have to do that now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so uh, one of the reasons I'm doing it after so many years is I was urged to do it. Uh, encouraged to do it. Some people read your book, or you wrote a book. <laughs> Actually, well, I put my name but on it, it too. It's your own. It, it, but it's your it own ha- fault. It, it's your own book too. Yeah, so. I know. But I and I ignored part of it. And <laughs> we would have done this. You know, we talked about doing this some time ago, and then things always came up. I remember. I remember that some health issues came up. So I, when I you know, I, I thought about doing it the year I first got Bell's palsy. But then I was out of the pulpit for eight weeks, which certainly was not vacation, and it wasn't a sabbatical. We kind of called it a forced sabbatical in a way. Yeah, didn't we? yeah. it was forced. You know, <laughs> I didn't preach, but I did do other pastoral right. things. But right. I didn't, you know, so I had that, and then I thought, well, I'm not going to do it now. Uh, and then and then some talk about doing it in 2020. Well, then the pandemic hit. And That's I was like, true. well, I'm not going to do it now. Uh, you did have legitimate reasons I had that some, these things <laughs> didn't happen. I will, uh, I'll give right. you Right, and then it came to this year, and it was... While I was I was out in Seattle, I had been do, I was doing some ministry there. Uh, I had had a week, two weeks prior to going out there, I'd had the kidney stone episode, which uh, I mentioned at some point, and then a a renewed case of Bell's palsy on the other side of right, my face. Right. And I was out in Seattle, and there's a cottage out there that's a part of the uh, church building uh, that where I was doing the ministry. 
That's a one bedroom, one bath, eating kitchen, living room kind of a situation. I find that area very relaxing. Mount Rainier, you can see Mount Rainier from the end of the road as you step down out there. There's hiking all around and other things. My Bell's palsy healed, you know, rather rapidly when I was out there. The uh, the new one, the new case. I still have the old case. Right. Uh, The the new case uh, ended, and I thought, okay. I began to think, this is a church that needs some help where they could use some preaching help. Uh, I could use some time away to heal. Uh, one of the one of the older men in the church had almost literally grabbed me by the lapel, well, grabbed me by my shoulders when I got the Bell's palsy again and said, you need to take some time away. Hmm. And, you know, he was a deacon in the church for years. He's a friend. He's a godly man. And I thought, I can't just look at him and say, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it began to work out in my mind that, well, if I could go here, it could be a good break. It'd be very refreshing. And of course, and it just works out ideally. It's kind of a symbiotic, you know, thing where I can do some ministry, help them. They can certainly help me by providing a a free place to stay uh, in a beautiful location, et cetera. How long are you going to be out there? I, uh, I leave here September 13th and I leave there November 14th. So it's, it's, Two months. So is the sabbatical two months? You're going out there two months. You're going to have more time when you come uh, sabbat- back. Well, from the time I leave here to the time I, I, I leave there is two months. So okay. that's. And you'll uh, jump. You'll be back into the ministry here when as you soon come as I back, get back. Get back I've got okay. a wedding the weekend I get back. Okay, and, and we'll preach that Sunday. So are you preaching every week out there while you're there? I am. Okay, I'm. I'm actually preaching more there than I do here. <laughs> But, but you're I'm not, not having to write a new sermon. Yeah, that, that doesn't matter. I'm, I'm bringing some things I've brought before. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm preaching at three different churches uh, along the way. Okay. So, so what are you? Uh, I appreciate you sharing that, Jim. By the way, I would love to come back because we're going to do a follow up podcast interview yeah. about how the sabbatical went. But I want to go ahead and just flag this week and remember to talk about it. You mentioned the mental fatigue you're experiencing. Yes. And I appreciate you mentioning that. I've dealt with that in different ways. I think I still am in some ways. Uh, And I've talked to a lot of pastors who hit 20, 25, 30 years in ministry who can say, who say the same thing. I'm curious to know, uh, I know you can't answer it now, but I'm I'm curious for us to talk about it. Is this something that can be helped by rest or is it something that we live with into our later years of life? Right. This is the thing that ultimately makes men we know, or some of our heroes, pastoral yeah. heroes, say, I can't do this yeah. anymore. I could preach forever. I yep. can't pa- I can't take the thought of another past elders meeting. Yeah. Um, We've I heard think, that from a lot of those yeah, guys. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think it's Vince Lombardi uh, who said, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Interesting. And if he didn't, then I said it. And you know, but I, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll cite you <laughs> from, from now on, forever and ever. I'll total plagiarism. You heard it here, again. folks. Right. That's the original. No, I, there. I didn't. I didn't come up with it. <laughs> if it wasn't him, it was my pastor back home who said it. But um, but the, in that, Brian is is the re, is the reality that hey, when you're tired, yeah, uh, you just don't function as well. Yeah, and, right. and and it's not. I'm, now I'm going to quote Indiana Jones. It's not the years, it's the mileage. Yeah. And uh, so for me, it's both the years and the mileage. And uh, and plus, you know, the health issues I've had, uh, you know, plus there there are times of greater strain at the church. 
this past year and a half has just been a blast, you know, mm-hmm. as I, along with a lot of the guys. Yeah, right. It's probably, you know, exactly. just what, what a great time. But, you know, the Lord has also worked during this time, and it hasn't stopped him. But you've had to make so many decisions outside the normal box. You've had to try to deal with so many tensions among people. And it feels like any given week, this thing could blow up, yeah. and, you know, because of that. And uh, people that are on different sides of things, you bear the weight of that. You're, you're watching this and just hoping that, yeah. what are we going to, you know, these people that just fought on uh, Facebook over the week, what's going to be like when they get together on Sunday? They're yeah. going to be able to you know, put their boxing gloves down, hug each other, love each other, see what more important. And if they don't, but, but you carry that. I mean, I, if you're anything like me, you carry that, yeah. uh, that that weight, right. and, and you're watching that. So all of those things combined to say, you know, to me, to, to think, okay, I, I will listen to my friends, I will listen to my mentors and others and take some time away. So let's, so we've heard you're going to go out west, you're going to do, you're going to be preaching, but you're not preparing new sermons, you're just going to be preaching those Sundays. Yeah, and I'm working on a writing project. Okay, so you're also working on a writing project. What, you want to tell everybody what you're going to be working on? Well, uh, if I ever get my the edited thing, I back, know the, uh, from, Jim is uh, waiting on me for that. But yeah, yeah and I almost like, I almost feel like writing that whole thing all over again. <laughs> I've been thinking about it so much. That's uh, do the work of an evangelist yep. for with for uh, the ministry here. Uh, I've been contracted to write a book on the church's prayer life, corporate prayer. It's part mm-hmm. of a series of books that are going to deal with a kind of thing you can kind of give it to maybe a new member or a new family that's been coming. Yeah, uh, Conrad and Bayway's writing one of the books in the series. Our friend Jeremy Walker Jeremy from right. England is writing so. yeah. one. Jeff Thomas is writing one of the books. Yeah, that'd be great. So doctrine, fellowship, the sacraments, uh, I uh, worship. I'm dealing with the one on the church's prayer life. Okay. Corporate prayer. All right. So uh, I know you have fun things planned. So what are some of the things? So we got preaching and some writing, but you're going to be able to do it at your own pace. Yeah. And when, Plan to but, do that in the morning. But your families are your family's coming out with you. What are some of the other things you're going to be doing? Restful, fun, recreation <laughs> things. Okay. You know, well, I don't know everything, but I, one of the things that we're going to do is... Um, Try to do a lot of hiking if we can. That's weather weather permitting. So we're about 15 miles from downtown Seattle, which has a lot of wonderful, I mean, museums, uh, nice restaurants, obviously great coffee shops. So is there coffee there? there, there apparently there is. I hear you know, it. I heard uh, uh, the, the bay is there, cruises, uh, you know, day cruises, whale watching, that sort of thing, which I did year, a few years ago in Australia, mate, which mm-hmm. was just fabulous. Mm-hmm. There's some islands around. Uh, we're, we're not going to be too far from some uh, of the national parks. So, Lord willing, we're going to hit Glacier on the way out. Uh, so my wife's coming with me. Two of my daughters are going to come with us as far as uh, Montana, Okay. Uh, so they're going to make the drive from here to Montana with us, and my grandbaby's coming uh, on that part. So mm-hmm. we'll have seven, eight days Good. with with uh, our girls. So that's going to be nice. Uh, my wife is going to come back at some point for about a, for about a week. We're having our house remodeled, so hopefully that'll be done by the time she gets back. Um, and then she wants to see the grandbaby, who's you know who'll have been back here and. But you know we're going to do some traveling around. We've got some friends will come out and see us as well. Mm-hmm. I think while we're uh, out there and family, some family may come out and and see us for you know f- a few days. And so, 
Um, that's that's part of it. Hopefully, you know, rest a little bit more, sleep in a little bit more. But I plan to do working on the book and and just kind of rehearsing ministry type things. Uh, in the morning, but by lunch, we'll have lunch, and then we can head out for the day. But we may fly down to like San Diego, which does, it's like a hundred bucks to fly down to San right. Diego. Yeah, right. So I wanted to do a day, you know, a couple of nights down there. We were there a few years ago and loved it. Okay. So anyway, there's you know some of that kind of stuff. Brian, I haven't told you that somebody gave us a very nice gift, a financial gift. That's going to make some of that much easier. Oh, that's for great. Us. So that's great. Very, very kindly <clears throat> did that. It's also being used to do some work on our van before we go out yeah, there. Good. So they gave enough, enough money to get our van fixed. And So know. I can confirm I've seen Jim's van, and it's good that he's getting the work done to make sure <laughs> it is spick and span ready it's to go. only for 17 years only old. Only 17 so. years. Right. So, okay, so I want to ask these two things. This is, uh, I want to ask things you're excited about, and then I want to talk about things you're, you're kind of concerned or even afraid of in this. So uh, I want to first start, what are the things you're excited about in going and doing this this first sabbatical after 31 years of the church? Yeah, I don't, Brian, I don't even know what term I'd use. I, I, I probably, I've, I've been a feeling almost like in a fog this past few days and thinking about it, like, oh, what's this going to be like? Are you I, excited I, about it? I guess uh, I need to ask that. This this is an important question. I don't probably. know that I, I I'm not a, no I'm not excited okay. no I wouldn't use the word excited okay. about right. it. Uh, I'm intrigued by it. Um, I'm I'm I am excited to see the folk out there in Seattle. I'm really not excited to leave the people here. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to be able to. This is terrible. I'm, I'm going to sound like like a, I don't want to sound like a workaholic, <laughs> be, but I am ex- I'm excited. This church that I'm going to, their pastor died seven years ago. They have not had any real consistent ministry since then. They they have men that come out and will preach sometimes for two weeks, but that's it. And so nobody has yeah. nobody that I know of has preached more than three weeks or four weeks. So nobody's done a series. And sometimes when you have that kind of you know, guys are just coming in, so everybody's kind of just giving encouragement and that sort of thing. And sometimes you need. You know, a little bit more wake-up call the, type ministry, yeah, the, the steady work or, or you know, more pastoral yep. to to get in. So I, I'm excited to be able to do that. I I, I am. If I just use were excited, I'm I, I'm I am desirous to get my resiliency back. I have no idea if this will do it. Right. Um. I was going to contact a guy. <laughs> I could have talked to you about it, but a friend of ours, Robert from out in California, mm-hmm. who did a sabbatical, and I was going to say, "All right, did it did it work in the short term, and did it bear more?" Because I don't want to just be like, "I get back and like for a week, I'm hey, uh, I'm back," yeah. and then not be yeah. after that. That I I get weary. Three weeks again. later, three you're weeks back later, where you I'm were, back yeah. where I was. Which is, you know, again, God can sustain you. Our sufficiency is, is of the Lord. God will help me if that's what I'm. If that's what I have to do. It doesn't make the thought of twenty more years of doing this exciting. Um, mm-hmm. Which is my goal. Of course, I want to do another twenty years of this. So, I, I anyway. So I, that, I appreciate you being honest about that. And by the way, this is important. I think for everybody to lis- listening to hear is that. You know, we've been talking about this for years. Like that—that's an honest take, and I'm glad you are honest about yeah, sure. that. Like, like you're doing this, you're taking counsel for people who have pushed you and, and encouraged you to do this. 
your health has enough's gone on with that through the years that it's a legit thing that you're probably not getting any pushback from the church as far as unless they'll just other than just missing you that that uh yeah mostly none but but i <laughs> but I, i'm just saying that like this is way overdue in the sabbatical timeline of most pastors and and yet this has been something hard for you to step into it still yep. so I, I i can see that that still is and that, that's that's good to to get an honest response from you so okay let me turn to so what are you you know what are you concerned about or even is there are you are you afraid of something going out there? Because I I know that there's stuff about this that that makes you a bit just uneasy. Yeah. What, what are those things? Uh, so, Brian, there's probably all kinds of different things here. I'll, I'll stretch out on the couch a little bit. You know, there's I thought. Did, have you really? Did I earn this? Do you deserve this? You're going to get paid for work you don't. You're not doing. Right. Uh, that's kind of stuff concerns me. There are people here that. I'm gonna miss. Also, I, I I love I love our I love the flock here. I love ministering God's word to them. I love being with them most of the time. Right, most of the time, and with most of them. Yeah, uh, all of them most of the time. <laughs> some of them all of the time. Anyway, how to work that yeah. out? How to work that out? But, that was good. That was but good. some Go of them not all the time right uh it's hard sometimes it's just hard and it's it's just because they're going through hardship and i you feel your own insufficiency and your failure and sometimes honestly to deal with i've said there are certain situations i have to deal with that i feel like i'm I'm stepping up to the plate there's two on we're behind by a run and i know i'm going to strike out yeah it's just not going to work you know they're not going to you know it's just not it's not going to fix it and i'm going to slump back into the dugout and i'm gonna have to deal with some depression over Mm. it yeah and I, you know, so I'm glad I don't have to do that, but I, there's a part of me, I feel like, am I abandoning them? Somebody's going through a hard time right now. Am I going to, the other elders going to take care of it? And so, yeah, so sometimes there is that thought and this is, I love my fellow elders. I trust my fellow elders. And yet, you know, there's always that little bit, well, they don't do what I do. They don't do the same thing the way I do it. And people are used to the way I do it. Yep. And, and so is everything going to be okay? Is the church going to be Okay. Are they going to be okay? Are people going to are people going to store stuff up for two months and wait for me to get back? Right. Are they going to allow the other elders to shepherd them the way they let me? Uh, are they going to notice everything and know everything? Am I going to be out there thinking, oh no, I got to make sure that this is taken care of and that's taken care of, and I don't want to like send you know six hundred <laughs> texts, you know, hey guys make sure you're doing this make sure you call have you been calling so and so did you visit so and so uh so you you are hitting on appreciate you sharing that like you have hit on tons of things on i would argue why sabbaticals are so good because because i'm paranoid and proud because this is a wonderful opportunity for you to let go of those things right and get the answers to the questions that you actually don't know is is this ball going to be dropped is this person going to be cared for and you get to see who steps up in your absence. Right. But to your point, it's a legit thing to be to question and be concerned about. Is mm. and and what you just rattled off also just shows the accumulative effect of why pastors. You can go all the way out to Seattle, but that doesn't mean that you will be totally uh, checked out and, and let go. That'll be the challenge that'll come with you know a lot of this as you're feeling right. Right. Yeah. So um, so I appreciate you sharing that. So the uh, so you have some things you're excited about and maybe growing in that more, and then you have things legitimate things you can acknowledge that you're you know concerned about. Um, what are you anticipating? This may be the last question we'll ask. What 
what are you anticipating God doing in you while you're there? Uh, because part of taking this time is, even though you have some ministry project things, it's still going to be out of the hustle and bustle, normal ministry life. Yeah. What, like, what are you anticipating? Uh, it, what are you, how are you hoping God's going to meet with you personally as you're there? Brian, I, I, I may have answered this differently some months ago. Maybe I'll answer it differently months from now. Uh, you know, but I want to, I want, I want, I want to grow in my knowledge of the Lord. Uh, that text in Jeremiah: "Let he who boasts boast in this that he knows and understands me." I want to rest in Him. I want to, I, I want to find, you know, continue to find great delight. I'm, I'm, I'm going through a good season in that right now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose that. I mean, again, maybe that's even part of my problem. One of the reasons a, a guy like myself maybe needs, and it's good to have not just an extended vacation. Like you're taking two months of vacation, as opposed to a sabbatical, which carries with it a change. It's like a change of, of, of focus and a change of things. Um, I wouldn't do well. I don't think I would. I, I don't do well when I don't have something in front of me. I don't do well for an extended idle time. Uh, my flesh is such that it's just it's not good for me not to have some structure. I need mm-hmm. I do better. I do better spiritually when I'm when I'm a bit busier. So I've been part of the reason why I've been hesitant uh you know, all those things go into, you don't deserve it. You don't, you know, worth it. It's, you know, you're getting paid for stuff. You don't do feel guilty. Mm-hmm. You know, ministerial guilt, that's pretty strong, uh, can be there. And then also that degree of fear, fear of my absence, which is, you know, self-idolatry maybe in some degree. Uh, and then also, uh, the fear of not having enough to do, mm-hmm. um, which would be bad for me. Mm-hmm. So I have books I want to read. I, I have, uh, you know, things I certainly want to meditate on. My wife is, um, she's a wonderful spiritual partner. Uh, she, she is zealous for the Lord. She is a prayer warrior. She's one of these. So she loves the word. She's actually going to be working on, she's got a book she's going to hopefully work on. Okay, good. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I, that's one of the things I had been concerned about. I, I had been concerned. We never touch on this. This is probably something guys need to think through too is, I'm taking my wife away from all of these things that, you know, her, you know, her, her house, her, uh, her domain, her domain, her her garden, uh, ladies books, the Bible studies, ladies ministries, her friends, people she serves, things that really energize her. I'm taking her away from all of that. And and, uh, so she's, she'd never have wanted that for herself, Mm. but I really want it to be beneficial for her too. I hope, I hope it's somehow really energizing for her too. So that's been one of my fears with it as well. So So I want to close this episode up with you sharing a couple of ways that people could be praying for you. This will release right around the time that you'll be on starting your sabbatical. Yeah. So will you share maybe two or three things that we can pray for? And then I'm going to take a minute and pray for you as we wrap this one up. Yeah. Brian, I appreciate that. I mean, so for my flock here, obviously for the elders who stay behind for the Lord to help them, that's Derek and John and Charlie, mm-hmm. uh, if people would pray f- for them. Uh, so, you know, those, that's, that's a burden of mine, uh, for my wife's thriving while she is out there that it not prove frustrating for her, but really mm-hmm. good for her. And then Brian, you know, just for myself that as for my own soul, I want to 
you know, if fatigue makes cowards of us all, I want to lose the fatigue and regain the, the, the courage, the more immediate sense of the courage to address things. Uh, so I also want to feed the flock there. Well, I hope it's a really beneficial time for the brethren there and, uh, Emmanuel Reformed Baptist Church in SeaTac that God really uses it and blesses okay. them for it. Jim, I appreciate you sharing open and honestly about this kind of stuff. We, you and I have talked years about it, but uh, we have a few more friends listening this time, so I appreciate you being willing to Yeah, I hope I don't up. sound like Debbie Downer and all of this. So It'll be really interesting to reassess this on the I, other I side. I agree, but I, I think what you share is great, and I think helpful is, as I have pastors ask me all the time about sabbaticals and thinking through that and why take it. I think you've articulated a lot of those kind of things. I'm going to probably say if you're thinking about it a lot, mm-hmm. it's probably because you need it. That's probably fair. Yeah, it's probably yeah. fair that you, fair. you you know listen to that, listen to that sense. And the, and the question might be how to sell your church on it. Uh, give them the last chapter of the pastor's soul. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually uh, an appendix. We, in the appendix. We, yeah, right, the right. appendix. What you read the, or that right. quote from out that of there. Pe- that quote is actually came from an article or an interview you gave uh, on it. I, okay. There's uh, stuff I sh- I out there. Go- yeah, but, no, so, but the, there's an appendix. I, is there anybody else who's? Re- I, you're the guy who I think I think of when I think of sabbaticals. Brian Croft is the guy who has encouraged well, guys to take the. So nine marks has some articles on sabbatical okay. stuff. Right. David Murray has a book called you- Reset. Yep. That uh, you definitely should yeah, get. Thank you. I, I'd read that. Yeah, so that I recommend. That he he makes a good strong argument on how to uh, how and why to approach this. So so all right. Well, let me take a minute you, and pray these things for you, Jim, and your family. Lord, we're grateful for this opportunity you've provided for Jim. We pray, Lord, that you would care for his flock as he goes, empower the elders to care for the flock well as they they do faithfully, even though they'll be assuming some more responsibility in Jim's absence. We ask, Lord, that you would also help Becky to, to thrive as they go out there in the midst of her leaving all that she knows here and the things that bring her a lot of joy. Uh, we pray, Lord, you would provide those things for her there. And we also pray this for Jim. We ask that you would help him to be fruitful in the projects and the word he would preach out there. But Lord, we also ask that you would meet him in a sweet way and help him rest to regain the, the, uh, the strength and the stamina to bring the courage as well as the perseverance and faithfulness for however much longer he's supposed to do this. We pray you would strategically use this sabbatical in that way. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.